Happy Thursday, All or Nothing Podcast, Thursday, January 27th, All or Nothing, alongside Ken Sweeten today, no Jay Turiano, no, Jay's out. No, Jay, uh, Jay got the day off. Yeah, well, he deserves it, he works hard. He did, Tire- he, he is, tireless worker. He should the- be allowed some vacation time when he needs it. You know, I was asked in my interview here before I got hired if I could pick one person to be in the in the foxhole with, and it was Jay Turiano. What? Oh, Yeah. But there's more people than Jay, people like me. You know those guys, man. You like, were asked that in an interview question when you got hired here? I was. I don't think that was what you were asked. You, in a foxhole? Those like are the word words that were used? Word for word. I don't believe that one bit. That's true. All right. I'll send you to the source on that one. <laughs> I still don't, I mean, I don't believe you at all, but that's fine. All right. So what do we got cooking? It's been a while since we've been on. The last time we were together, we had the holiday special, special which was amazing. Yeah, it was, um, I think people loved it. It was great. We had a ton of people on. We, we, it was a long, longer show. We talked about a lot of different stuff. Christmas time was It was video. Exciting. It was broadcast we live. Had, we had the simulcast going. Very cool. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, we should have to, do, we should do more of that. I agree. I mean, maybe we could do something for Valentine's Day? Maybe. A Valentine's Day a special? Valentine's Day special. That would be, that'd be interesting. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of ideas. Yeah. I got nothing. I would do it, but I don't think the office is very like the the, the aesthetics to the to the office aren't aren't great. It's okay, a bo- it's a boring looking office. Okay, you know I mean? maybe we could do it off site. I'm I'm down for that. No, we could do it somewhere different. Keep adding elements to this thing. Keep building. Yeah, it's got to we got to grow until we're at until we're doing this like on a Thursday night at whatever restaurant's going to sponsor us, and we do it as like a coach's show. I think we're on to something here. Yeah. So if you're a restaurant listening to this and you want us to have a coach's show, call Ken Sweeten. I want your take on one thing before we get into our guests today. Ooh, this is going to be good. You teased you teased before we hit play over here. The Hall of Fame baseball voting. Uh, you're a big baseball guy. I wish Jay was here because Jay's a big baseball guy. Hall of Fame, I, I think it's flawed. I, I, think that, uh, I think that the voting, the way they do the voting... Uh, is off. I, don't, I just don't think it's right. I think they need, need to include more people that played the game. And that's not discounting the baseball writers that do vote for it, but, you know, I, I think they need to get some people who have actually been on the field to, to kind of weigh, weigh in on that. And I, I think that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and Pete Rose deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. How do you tell the story about baseball without three, three of the greatest players of all time? I agree 100%. 100%? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm on board. I think it's crazy. It's rare. Yeah, it is rare. I mean, it's crazy. Like, the thing that I would disagree with you on is your crazy philosophy on how to fix football overtimes. Football overtimes. You know, sometimes That's crazy, drastic I don't times, agree with that. Call, seven on seven, full eight-minute overtime period. If anybody goes up by more than a touchdown, but they win. I don't like it. But the asterisk, everyone on the field has to be 300 pounds. I don't like it. I don't. I don't. I can't get behind it for some reason. I want to see an offensive lineman trucking down the field, catching a pass from another offensive lineman. I don't. I want to watch Patrick Mahomes throw a touchdown pass in overtime. That's well, what I want to watch. Well, then they should give the other team an at bat. I'm not, I'm okay with that. I'm just not. I'm not on board with a seven on seven offense alignment versus a defense alignment type game. My There's point. My media. point being is, I we don't agree on everything, but we, I do agree with you on the Hall of Fame. All right, people are going to start shutting off this uh, this podcast. Right, right. We sorry. keep going on. Go this. ahead. 
Like you can, I'm going to allow you, normally Jay does this, I'm going to allow you to introduce our guest for the day. Very excited to have <laughs> on the show today, from women's track and field, Jillian Penna and Dardiel Exantis. Welcome. Welcome to the All or Nothing podcast. We've been trying to get women's track and field on the show for actually for, for since last year. Right, since its inception. Since we started, and it's just, it hasn't hasn't matched up. Yeah. But we're here today, and we're, we're ready to rock and roll. So excited. I don't, I don't feel excited. the excitement right now. It'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Just got to give it a little time. We'll eventually get where we need to be. You know, on our pre-show, we were talking a little bit, and um, Jillian mentioned that this is the first time that she's been on campus. She's a junior now, but this is the first time where she's actually going to have a full year of competition. That's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. My freshman year, um, I had my indoor season, but uh, and COVID like first happened, and we didn't get an outdoor season, and then we didn't do an indoor season last year, my sophomore year, and we only, only did outdoor. So that's, now that's tough. Yeah. Now for you, you're from North Brantford. Yes. When COVID happened and everybody went home, how were you able to train? Like, what were you doing? Just running around outside? Because you're, are you, what are you? You're considered middle distance, distance or sprint? Like, what are you? A sprinter. Yeah. Like I guess 500 because 500 yeah. it's that's I'm looking at indoor stuff. So I guess oh, that's yeah. okay. All right. I so mean, like, my, high, my high school track was the outdoor one was open. Okay. So ran it, around there. I just didn't know some places have strict rules. Weren't letting people go anywhere. Really. That's why I wasn't sure how it was with, you know, training. Like I know we talked uh, with, with men's cross country and some of them were like, yeah, we just ran around the street. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a struggle, but we just ran around the streets. So I just was, just was curious. I actually kind of sort of live on like a farm. Um, ah. There's a big pond out back that makes like, it's almost like a perfect like oval, like a track shape. So I was running around that for a little That's bit. That's awesome. And you're you come from a line of runners, sprinters, right? Yes. Both of my brothers. Both, both ran here? Yes. Both ran here. That's awesome. They were hurdlers? Yeah, they were hurdlers. And you're a sophomore? Yes, sophomore. Sophomore. So this is, your COVID happened when you were in high school still. Yes. So you lost your outdoor track season? Yes, I did. Ah, oh, it stinks, huh? Yeah. Isn't it weird that we're that we're talking about it like COVID happened? Like there's like that's how we talk to people now. Like ah, oh, you weren't here when COVID happened. Right. Right. And we're it, still talking about it. It's hard as, as administrators and in my area, in both of our areas, you know, in sports information, we're trying to figure out where people fit in on the roster and when we're communicating about them to the outside world, to everybody outside is what year everybody is and how long they've been here and how much time they have. And this has thrown everything off. It, well, it's just kind of, it's kind of skewed everything. It has. I mean, what I tell people, it's like academically, I'm a junior on indoor track. I'm a sophomore, but on the outdoor track, I'm going to be a freshman. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> that is crazy. Like I said, to think about it that way though, it's gotta be hard for you guys too. I mean, even academically, it's gotta be tough, right? Yeah. yeah. Very tough. Like the transitioning from like online to in person because all last semester I had in person no online classes and now I have in person so like sometimes I forget how to do certain things like I was studying <laughs> right <laughs> forgot to study so you you had a full year you have a full year of, of college under your belt but this is the first time you've been in a class yes wild wow. yeah that's crazy isn't it I actually there was um a couple girls on the team the other day they're like oh we have to go figure out like where all the buildings are on campus. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> and they're like, well, we've never had classes in person. And I was like, wow. Yeah, that is nuts. Well, you know, we, it's all, it's all, we're trying to get back to normal and try to figure it all out. You know, I, I give a lot of credit to our student athletes. We talk about what the student athlete is on this show. 
and it, people like don't fully understand the schedules that that some of them had. Like, like Jillian, we were trying to schedule this, and your your schedule is all over the place. <laughs> like, we usually record this in the morning, just to, just so people know. We, right. It's usually when we first come in, we know we have the the day to fool around with a little bit. But I mean, talk about your typical day. Uh, typically, um, I go into work on campus. Um, in the special ed department at like eight o'clock in the morning, I like open up my office and I'm there until my first class at like 10. And then I have classes until noon and then I have practice at one. And then sometimes I'll go back to, um, whether it's going back to my campus job or one of my, off, one of my off campus jobs after practice for the day. And then I go home and do homework and then do it all over again. Try to be, try to be social too at some point. Try to yeah, have every, some every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the amazing thing about track and uh, more so than any sport we have here, I'd say is you have two seasons. Like you yeah. have your indoor season, then you have your outdoor season. And I mean, that's all, that's an all year commitment. I mean, you yeah. guys, you know, you pretty much start training right when you come back for preseason and then you have, you go right into indoor, right into outdoor and outdoor leads you to the end of the semester, even past the end of the semester. Yeah. That's a crazy commitment. I love it though. How That's about good. you, Dardia? What's your what's your typical schedule um, like? My first class opens at nine, and from nine to twelve, I think that's when my last class is. And twelve, I go to con, eat like a sandwich, but I wouldn't eat that much because I don't <laughs> throw up. <laughs> then I go into practice at one thirty, and then we have lifting after we have our workout. Then mm-hmm. I'm back in my dorm by. I want to say like four thirty. Yeah, I say I usually go home around. And then I head in the shower. I'll start my work, and then it just goes from there. Yeah, a lot of people talk about it in the professional world. They talk about their their uh, they get excited when they see a former student athlete is applying for a job, because they know that there's the discipline to to manage your time, and and you're already used to working those regular hours. You know, you go from high school where it's kind of coast through the day, you're out by 3 o'clock, but you get to college, and a student-athlete really has their time booked all day. There's just, you always have something going on. And it's different from a regular student because they could have a two-hour break or a three-hour break between classes. It's really amazing. Yeah, and it's got to be such a huge transition, especially, I mean, you had a year here before COVID happened, so yeah. you at least had that the, the normal, what we'll call a normal college experience. And But you didn't. I mean, you came in right from, from COVID out of high school, and it's, it must have been a strange such a trans- strange transition for you, not really getting even a full year of college under your belt or, or a half a year of college under your belt to understand the, the workings of it, you know? And then what was it like from the perspective of, for you, Dardiel, more so, the perspective of, you know, in high school, you went to school all day, you had practice, then you went home, you did your homework, and, you know, you, you had some of your weekends off, I'm sure. It wasn't as demanding as it is here. What was it like to kind of come in and just be thrown to the fire right away? Like I said, not knowing what the college life was like. It was... Definitely a surprise. I had to really adapt to like was what was around me, but yeah, it was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Cause, but I had brothers that were like tell me during like dinner right. how like colleges and stuff. So I wasn't as surprised, but I was kind of surprised as to like wow. I just know like things were different now that like we're in COVID times because right. I hear like most of my teammates like they talk about like the past and like <laughs> how things are not like this right so i remember back when <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so jillian interesting tidbit my niece's name is jillian spelled the same way i don't think i've met anybody else that's had that's jillian spelled with a g she irish no Interesting. Nope. That, that's the only reason mine's with a g yeah my my brother-in-law and my sister just liked it and liked the spelling of it and that's how that's what they named her jillian with a g just interesting. Just throwing that out there. That's all. Um, 
What is your favorite event to run, Jillian? Uh, my favorite event to run yeah. is the Open Four. That's okay. that's my main event. So. Yeah. Well, actually, that's a lie. Um, <laughs> I like to run the four by four, but I, th- I don't. I don't think you could name a quarter miler that doesn't like to run the four by four. Okay. And how about you, Dardiel? My favorite event definitely has to be the two. All right. I think that's two. Yeah. So two you, and the four by one. Are you guys slated to run this weekend in Boston? Yes. Given the weather, obviously, we're not sure. Do you, Ken, do you know anything about that? Is there any? Uh, we have. Our, it's all up in the air. Right, we're, right. We're kind of all over the place with this giant storm that may or may not be coming in. Who right. knows? So for our listeners, there's supposed to be a potential ginormous snowstorm that may be four feet of snow or may just be rain. So we're right. waiting to hold out to find out if our if many of our programs are going to be competing this weekend. Uh, you know, tracks going to Boston U, and we got basketball happening this weekend too here at home. So we're just trying to wait to see. Uh, know what's happening with that can you guys give us uh our, our listeners what a what a typical week would be like leading up to an actual meet i mean it's it's got to be yeah pretty regimented i would imagine for you guys right yeah um i mean at this point in the season it's pretty it's pretty much like a normal week we come in on mondays uh we do our our workouts um i know for most of us we do like wicket training um we have a lift tuesday we come in that's a big running workout day uh, Wednesdays are our off day, or like a jog and stretch day, if you want to shake out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because our meet is on Friday, for those people that are competing on Friday, like tomorrow will be more of a pre-meet type day. We'll probably get some starts in, things like that. But if not, typically Thursday would be like a workout day. If the meet's on Saturday, then Friday is more of like your start day, your shakeout day type, type okay. thing. What's your favorite part about being part of the program here? Definitely the people. Our teammates, we have a lot of personality on the team. So, oh yeah, I'm actually like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm actually really happy to come to practice every day. I'm I don't really look that much forward to the workouts like that, but seeing everyone and just knowing that like I'm not the only person like going through like <laughs> the pain. Right. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, you know what? I'm not gonna be the only person who's <laughs> throwing up or dead on a mat somewhere after this race, and it gets you through it. All right. Yeah. How great is the support within the team, though? The sport's great. We try to keep everyone up and positive. So, yeah, some, I mean, sometimes our, I don't know if anybody's listening's ever, like, seen us working out, but usually after the workout, there's, it's like a graveyard out there. So, <laughs> you know, you're, you're constantly, you know, you see people start a rep and you're just, like, cheering for them. Just, yeah. like, you got to just get through it. And then I don't know if anybody's been to some of the track meets, but, like, the environment, especially, like, for our conference meet, yeah. it's crazy. Like, we're so supportive of each other, like. The uh, when when I when I started here in 2018, one of the first events that I traveled to, we we I cover everything at home, but you know the postseason stuff was what what we traveled to. So I went out to the indoor championship, and I was just shocked. I was getting the, oh yeah. First of all, I was getting kind of these side eyes from the people in the oh, conference yeah. and the other teams, <laughs> and I wasn't sure why. Well, your team's over there in the corner. <laughs> you were taking up like half half of the indoor facility. And you're loud, and and you're fired up. There's a chant for everything, and you're just on mm-hmm. top of everybody. And it's it's an event when Southern rolls into yeah. town. Like it becomes a big, big thing when when Southern gets there. And and we used to host that event here. So that was, I mean, between our and that was back before COVID. I mean, that was a really long time ago. But being able to have it in here and having that advantage, and then 
you know, like you have parents and fans in the stands. I mean, we, it was the amount of noise that this place is able to generate is like nothing I've ever heard before. And a lot of athletes, same way. You guys are so supportive of each other. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's nuts. There's, um, I think I know the Northeast 10 had posted like a video, like compilation from the, um, indoor conference my freshman year. And there's like a clip of all of us when the four by four was going on and you just see like all of us like packed around like the backstretch, like screaming for each other. It's crazy. But even, I mean, if you're, you know, depending on our listeners, where you're coming from and what you're doing, even if you walk into our facility on a practice day, this place could be pretty loud just from you guys. I mean, just on a practice day, the amount of support you guys show each other and just how loud it is. It's, it's awesome. Well, I'm sure if anybody's walked in while we're doing a workout, they've heard someone yell track. Oh, track. Yeah. That's, yeah, I hear that, we hear that in our sleep. If you're not on the track and you're, especially me, who my, my hallway runs adjacent to the track, so we're walking all the time, you learn to walk out, look both ways, and then you never, <laughs> the problem is you never know what lanes are going to be in, which directions, you never know. You just have to be prepared to jump out of the way, but we get track yelled at us all the time. We're used to it. We're I, right. I try I try to stay on the outside, but every <laughs> once in a while, I'll drift over to lane mm-hmm. one and two and, and right. get a couple yeah. uh, greetings with somebody trucking around the corner. <laughs> That's awesome. I like I said, it is it is a unbelievably awesome experience. Like I said, we've had those meets here and and even hosted tons of outdoor meets. But the indoor meets, I think, are like I said, the, the, as loud as they can get. It's it's second to none. It really is great. So what are we studying here? I'm studying communication disorders. Okay. I want to be a speech pathologist. That's great. Nice. Any particular age? Children? Older? Um, children. Yeah. yeah. Do you like kids? I, yeah, I like kids, but it's because when I was younger, I had a speech impediment, So, and my older brother did, too. But so you have a passion for what you want to do. Yeah, I do. You have I a have personal a interest. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. great. Um, I'm a, right now, I'm a health science major. Um, I want to be an occupational therapist, so I'll have to go to OT school. Um, I want to work at, like, a birth of three program out of, I know there's one in Hartford. Uh, my youngest sister has Down syndrome. And um, she u- utilized that, and she had, like, a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, a speech-language pathologist, and it's just something I want to do. It takes a special person to work with kids. Yeah. It really does. And I appreciate I, I appreciate that. I have a, I have a six-year-old. Chris has, has uh, 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 two kids. They're yeah, how old are they? Let's see if you get this right. Yeah, how old are they? Nine and six. Uh, six Seven? And, six and ten. But good try. Ten. Good try. Close. Close. Yeah, you were okay. Great in that neighborhood. I'll give it to you. No, and, and it's great because when you see people that are interested in, and have really have a passion for that, it makes a difference in the kid's life. And and you know, two people that work very very uh, quite a bit, and both our both our spouses are professionals, and we put our kids in trust of, uh, of some people who want to work hard with them. So I appreciate that. Thank you for for that. It is. It's awesome. So for future recruits to Southern, why, why Southern? Why did you guys choose Southern? Why here? Personally, for me. Um, my brothers definitely had <laughs> say because <laughs> they just like when they would talk about Southern, they would talk about it like in a they'll talk about it like like they really enjoyed yep. coming here and doing track, being a student athlete. They talk about more of like the student athlete part, and it's like I'm an athlete too, and the Southern was just always in our conversation. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. How about you, Jillian? I mean, for me, I mean, my older brother went to Southern. It's pretty close to home, and I like that. And then the team, uh, the track team, just has made it so much more amazing, I, I guess, for lack of better terms. Like, mm-hmm. like I love, like, I would like coming here in general, but um, I don't know. Something about, like, being on the track team and, like, 
getting to see everyone every day, like it just makes my day like 10 times better. Oh yeah. It's a huge, it's gotta be a huge part of it. I mean, being able to have that camaraderie and you always have somebody like, you know, you have a group of people, like I say, you have a support network, whether it's athletically or academically or socially that, that, you know, the general student doesn't have when they, when they come to Southern. So that's, that's gotta be something awesome to be able to have and, and have, like I said, you've had that as, you know, you guys have been athletes your whole lives. You guys have had it in high school, but it's just a little bit different in college, especially when you're, you know, if you're living on campus and you're seeing somebody all the time and going different places, team meals, that kind of thing. It creates a great atmosphere, I think. I mean, I, I can say I've been here. I was, as weird as this sounds, I've spent more than half of my adult life at Southern Connecticut State University. It's next November, next November, I will be going into my 20th year here wow. between my student time and my full time. Wow. Long time. I mean, I, obviously, I love this place. Otherwise, I would have. Do you feel old when you find students who were born after when you're career? Because I feel old. This is the first time it's. I'm. This is the first time it's happening to me. Yeah. Where I'm getting student workers that work for me that are born when I graduated high school. Yeah, that's that's weird to me. It's wild. Wow. So that's the, this is the first time where I'm like, wow, you. I was. I was doing this job when, you know, you when I you know I was graduating high school. I guess crazy to me. It's nuts. That's the first yeah, time. You're, I getting, was, you're getting old. Like <laughs> like like somebody walked in like oh, I was born in two thousand two I was like what two thousand and two yeah that that but it's okay so Jill I mean, we were talking before and you have you we were talking about an opportunity you had when when you were younger before you came to Southern Connecticut and and a decision you made kind of led to coming to Southern and, and yeah. pursuing a track career so talk talk about that um, so I danced my entire life I did ballet pre professionally um, I feel like people underestimate ballet a little bit it, it, it's a really big commitment. Um, I did it from the time I was two. Um, I went, I started training more seriously by the time I was like 10 or 11. I realized that like, I really liked this. Um, I had a scholarship where I was training. And then by the time I was 13, I was getting offers to train over the summer. I got to train with the Boston Ballet when I was 13 years old. I had turned 14 before the program started that summer. So I was away from home for that summer. The following summer, I got to train uh, with Miami City Ballet. I actually stayed in Coral Gables near the University of Miami dorms. And then the following year, I trained with uh, the Pennsylvania Ballet, which is now the Philadelphia Ballet. Um, and at the end of that summer, I was offered a contract. I was 16 years old to um, train with them year round. And that's kind of what I had always wanted. I always thought it was like, I'm going to be a ballerina and this is what I want. Like, I want to get offered a contract. But when you're 16 years old and you have a family and like a life, you know, back in Connecticut and this was going to entail me basically either my entire family just taking everything and moving to Philadelphia within a matter of a month or them kind of just shipping me off to Philadelphia to go and um, train, you know, eight to 10 hours a day, every single day, just by myself. And that was something that I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this yet. And that's when I kind of started to realize that maybe like ballet wasn't what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And now here I am. Wow. So do you miss it? I do. I mean, you know, I get to live, live a little bit through my younger sister who's um, doing ballet kind of at the level that I was at right now. Um, she's in high school still. But, you know, there's I'm happy with where I'm at. Like, I don't regret it at all whatsoever. Um, I like the point that I'm at in my life now. Like, I'm happy that I'm happy where it's brought me. I'm happy the opportunities it gave me. But like, I, I wouldn't change a thing. Now, I've heard and you, and you kind of referenced before saying that people don't understand. Like, I heard it's grueling. It is. Like it is like the training and it's painful and it's tiring and it's like an absolutely grueling thing to do. Is that true? It is. It's a lot on your body. And um, when you're at the pre-professional level, they, they expect a lot from you. Um, I actually had a couple different uh, injuries. I had um, 
fractured my ankle at one point and I was mm-hmm. like still dancing on it yeah. because they're just it's like the show must go on and yeah. it's it's a really like there's a good side and a bad side to everything I think people focus a lot on the good and you don't really I realized more of the bad after I left like that whole like community yeah it, it's a lot it's really intense I was like my training like I would basically leave school right out right after it ended and I would be going to like eight o'clock at night on a school night eight or nine o'clock and then on the weekends I was there Saturday Sunday like 10 hours a day. Wow. It kind of, did it prepare you for, for, we were, for, oh, the, yeah. for what we were talking about now I uh, mean, previously uh, about the schedule and everything? Oh yeah. I mean like you're, it's a very disciplined, um, I don't know if I should call it a sport or an art, but like, I guess it's kind of both, but it's very disciplined. And like, I had to get really good at like managing my time, managing my schoolwork and like, and that was the other thing, like being 16 years old and being offered that, like I was still in high school. I was going to have to just do like, get like, like, how was I going to finish school? I needed to finish school. So that's a lot for a 16 year old to to, to take on. That's, that's wild. Yeah. Dardiel was kind of sitting here like wide. (laughs) (laughs) What? You did what? (laughs) Now Dardiel in in high school, you did, did you, you did volleyball? Yes, I did volleyball. All four years? Yes. Actually, no, I started my sophomore year. I was going to do it freshman year, but. My friends didn't want to do it, so I just didn't. <laughs> now, now you, which high school did you go to? I went to Benel High School. In so, because you're, you're from Stratford, I just didn't yes. know which high school you went to. Were you guys just were you successful in volleyball? Your volleyball program? Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just wasn't good enough to do it in college. Well, you were good enough to do track in college, yeah. which is still oh yeah an amazing feat. <laughs> What's the oh yeah for? What do you mean oh yeah? She's so good. Yeah. Have you seen her That's run? All, see, this is, this is, so we've probably had, I don't know, you probably, we must have done 20 podcasts and we've had teams or groups on. That's the first time I think I've heard somebody be that supportive over a teammate of any of the podcasts that we've done. It's true. And that's a good example that's of going us, back to what we were talking about before. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. That's what, that's what needs to happen. I mean, I think there is so much talent right now on the team, both the men's and the women's team. And like, I love being a part of that. Like, I love seeing them like, you know, hit those PRs, like. Things like that. Like, I love it. That's yeah. so awesome. That is that is awesome to be able to... Like I said, you guys are so close and you guys are able to, you know, be there for each other. For all, And that goes back to what we talked about before with just that support network of being able to have all these people around. And you become so close and so such good friends with all these people to become family. And when you see them do it, it's like... It's like, like you're, it's like you're doing it almost. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're so happy for him. That's awesome. Like, I feel like, I feel like we do have like a really like special connection between us too, because like, you know, I mean like, yeah, like for conference, we have to like pull together points in order to win conference. But track is also a really big, like individual sport. Like you're doing this for yourself. Like no one else is going to run that time for you. No one else is going to score that point for you. Like, it's all just like a journey of like, you know, constantly just improving yourself and getting better. So you could hit those PRs so you can go farther and then, you know, in turn that also benefits the team. Yeah. So. What's your favorite your favorite Southern Connecticut moment so far? You guys are going to get asked a lot more questions in about two minutes, so <laughs> this is just the beginning. For me, uh, like individually, I want to say it was really exciting running on the 4x4 at New England's last year. We placed oh. higher than where we, where we were supposed to, and that was like a pretty big accomplishment. Um, that was really exciting. That was like the biggest meet that I had run at ever, mm-hmm. so that was exciting. Definitely running on the 4x4. Four four. Okay. The 4x4 four four is where it's I sat. A, it's yeah. very <laughs> exciting, you guys. It's, that, it that's hurts. really it what... Hurts. It does. But, like, you, there's just, like, you just... It's so much different than running, like, an open four because, like, you just have this, like, adrenaline kick and you're like, ah, oh, like, I got to get the baton to the... I got to yeah. just... I got to go. I got to I gotta do this for my team. And, like, that's really the event where when you just hear, like, the whole, like, room just gets so loud because everyone's just like, let's and do this. Now, is, I don't know if it's the same in indoor, but outdoor, that's generally the last running event yeah. of yes. the meet. Is that indoor the same way? Yes. 
Always. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love watching that. Yeah, the build up to that yeah. is pretty cool. And while it's going on, it's even better. Like yeah. you have the whole the whole stadium like flipping oh, yeah. out. It's great. So not to put you guys in the spot, have you ever listened to the podcast before? Where I'm not offended if you haven't. Ken Ken will take great offense to it. I don't. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. No, I, don't. I haven't. So so the last part of our segment is it's like a rapid fire type thing. So I'm going to throw out some random questions to you guys. I have an idea. I have an idea. So I, I, I have a, okay. I have a, we have a web, I have a website. I open up a web page. This is new, by the way. So nor, let me go with what we normally do. When Jay Cubby Turiano normally has a list, and he just rapid fires off questions like favorite movie, favorite music artist. You got to give the first thing that comes to your mind as quick as you can. Ken, oh, as of four forty today, has right. decided to change what we're we've gonna, been doing for the last twenty up. podcasts. So here we go. Ken's taking it over, I guess. You know, we give the guy so the microphone have, for the day, and so then we'll I have, change. So it. I have, I have a list of th- two hundred questions. Oh we don't have enough time for two hundred questions. <laughs> two hundred <laughs> questions, all numbered. So Jillian, oh, great. Oh, you know what? I'm into this now. Pick a number between one and two hundred. Thirteen. Oh, thirteen. All right, here we go. Number thirteen is: Are you an early bird or a night owl? So you're both. You're both going to answer. Both going to answer the question. Both. I stay up late, but I'm also up early. I don't even have one that I prefer. Okay. I am definitely a night owl. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> can't what, are you, what are you guys doing when you're staying up all night? Is it, is it Netflix? Is it, is TikTok. it TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> I was going to say, I usually have like my laptop out to do homework, but then I also have like the TV on watching something, I don't know, like Dance Moms or something. And then I also got TikTok on my phone. So. The... The wormhole of TikTok is like like nothing I've ever experienced <laughs> in my entire life. It's it's like a it like transports you into two hours yeah, later. Two sometimes Weekly. I'm sometimes I'm like all right I'm gonna and I get mad like I'll be like laying in bed or something like you know what I'm gonna go on it for five minutes and either five minutes comes up I'm like that's not long enough yeah. or I look at my phone I'm like ah, it's been a half hour I gotta I gotta get going here. Is it? You gotta stop. It's crazy. Dardiel one to two hundred. Three. Oh. No, I don't like that one. Okay. <laughs> um, that's see. a boring one. Yeah, that was a boring one. Okay, 21. No, I don't like that one either. <laughs> yeah, that one was no good either. 16. Let's let's skip let's skip <laughs> 1 through 25 because they're kind of 26, 20, 26 through 47. A number between 26 and 47. Okay, 37. Yeah. <laughs> see, Ken, maybe you're, you're going to go here. If a movie was made of your life, what kind of movie would it be and who would play you? Would it be a comedy, like an action-adventure movie? Definitely a comedy. Okay. Yeah, it would be a comedy. Who would play me? I don't really know that much actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely a comedy. I think my life is really funny. Okay. Oh, God. Julie, what about you? Oh, God. Um, probably a comedy. And, oh, no. Oh, God, who would play me? I don't know. I like Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Who's your favorite actress? Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. Could Will Smith play you in a movie? <laughs> I don't think so. So I just wanted to see what you listen. I I'm I don't mean to be rude, Ken. I don't think this was a success right now. I think there's I'm gonna. Some, there's some. I'm good going back. I'm here. going I'll back. You, I'll let you go back. I'm gonna go back. I mean, we're just they gave numbers. They the questions that they picked. They weren't. They weren't. To your credit, they weren't very fun questions. One was like. 
What's the best professional I, development book you've read? I didn't come up I with mean, the questions. <laughs> I, I put a Google search I know, in. I'm just saying. I, I, normally, we have some fun. and there. If you could be on a reality TV show, which one would you choose and why? If I could be on a reality TV show. Um, That's a good one. That is a good one, right? Yeah. But it's just not one of the numbers TV. they pick. That's the problem. Oh, God. Um, probably Dance Moms. I've actually just kind of gotten back into that. I started watching that when the show like first came out in like 2011, and I was like obsessed with it because I was doing competitive dance then, too. So, probably that. Definitely Dance Moms. Okay. <laughs> I love Dance Moms. Yeah. Those are, that's one of like four that my wife puts yeah. on that I, I run to the other side of the house <laughs> as quickly as possible. So, would you rather be able to be invisible or fly? Oh, that's a good one. Invisible. Okay, that was quick. She... <laughs> Wait, go back. There was one on there I really wanted to ask, too. Oh, no. I ha- Oh, no. What was it? Did you answer? No. I'm still oh, thinking. So- <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd want to be able to fly. That'd be kind of cool. I think so, too. Save you some money trying to get down to, like, Florida. Right. <laughs> How about this? Name an imaginary class you wish Southern offered that you could take. Awesome. It could be any class. Anything at all. What is a class you're like, I would love to sit in that class? It could be about anything. Anything at all. What's your favorite thing to do? Outside, even if it's outside track. Oh, could be anything. Thing to do is dance. Like dance. What if it was just a dance class? A dance class. Yeah, oh, yeah. see? I mean, yeah. I'd sit through a dance class, definitely. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Ken, would you go with dance class? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I want to ask, because I know we're getting close to the end. And I, my favorite question to ask every person that's been on this show. The big question. Is the big question. And you each have to answer it. So you're going to host a dinner party. You are allowed to pick four people, dead or alive, famous, family, could be anybody. Anybody you could think of, you're allowed four people at this dinner party. Who's the four people you're picking to sit with you? Mm, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Um, It's a great one. My older brother. He's a funny guy. Okay. Uh, My niece. Okay. And Taylor Swift. Okay. Solid. Yeah. Kevin Hart. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Okay. Tiffany Haddish. Okay. (laughs) And my best friend. She's really funny. I'm going going to that party. Yeah? That that party sounds like a lot more fun. Hey. Ryan Reynolds is pretty funny. I mean, my my niece is pretty crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So my niece is pretty crazy. She She keeps you entertained. She's three. Well, we appreciate you guys being here today. You know, we know you guys have a crazy, crazy schedule. As we talked about before, just being a student athlete in and of itself is um, probably one of the most demanding things you will ever do in your entire life for a whole host of reasons. But being able to, to manage your time and, and everything that goes along with that, we appreciate you guys being able to carve out a few minutes to talk to our listeners and let people know about women's track and about yourself. So we really appreciate you guys being here today. And uh, hopefully you're able to compete this weekend. Hopefully nothing gets canceled. Um, up at Boston, but that's it. Thanks, you guys, for being here very much. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. It's been awesome. I learned a lot today. This is great. Yeah, I'm excited. It's always great. All or Nothing Podcast. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review. Just trying to get to a million listeners, a million followers. Are we close to a million yet, Ken? Not even close. we got to be near a million. No, no. All right, well, we'll keep working on it. 100,000?